Welcome back to Super Tuesday Recap. I think this is going to be Super Tuesday Recap, or maybe it's going to be a movie trailer review podcast. I don't know what show this is going to be on. This is a surprise. We didn't tell anybody we were doing this. I'll pick out where I'm going to put it at. Maybe a Super Tuesday Recap. Maybe it's movie trailer reviews. I don't know. It's Chris and Roe here. I promised folks it might be Super Tuesday. Yeah, I, I think I did. I think, I think I did. Super on the liar. I think Just we saying. did. Yeah, I did. So I think it's going to be there. So. I guess we're doing it. Um, we're here. We're going to talk uh, the first four episodes of Watchmen. Uh, I've kind of been... So here's my thing, right? I saw everybody was watching... I watched the first episode. I saw everybody was talking about it. Here's my thing. And I knew it was going to be a kind of a slow burn for some people. I also know a lot of people were just watching it because Regina King's in it, which it's a good enough reason for most things. Um, but it's one of the things that I was like, I just didn't want to... I didn't want to do like an episode by episode recap. I didn't want to do a live tweet of this stuff. Like live tweeting has kind of gotten, I've gotten over that now. I just kind of wanted to watch it on my own pace and then come together and talk about it after I've seen it for a bit. Cause that's what we're doing here. Ro and I are going to be talking about Watchmen. We're going to do it. We're supposed to be doing the first, we're supposed to be doing it in three episode um, chunks. Uh, but Ro decided to go on a boat and chill and live her okay, best look, life. Okay, so. look, a bitch needed a vacation, y'all. Right. So I'm just saying, you know, you 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 had to go and have your little vacation. So we're doing the first four episodes here. We'll be back uh, to do five and six, and then we'll finish with the last three. We'll we'll still be doing it in chunks. I feel like um I we started doing chunks with I think Star Trek, and I actually like chunking out uh TV shows just because doing one episode. You get some information, but sometimes it's better to kind of start formulating a thought of the entire show when you, you, you do them in, um, in, in chunks together. So that's what we're doing here. We're going to do the first four episodes here. Um, so let's jump right into this, and I'll just get your overall synopsis. How, how do you feel about this? Uh, I am really enjoying what they've done. I'm happy that they are doing nice little Easter eggs and homages, but they are not trying to do more than exist in the Watchmen universe. Uh, Sister Knight is my new favorite. And uh, if, if, if Disney wants to have a real self-rescuing princess, I say we take her. Um, I'm enjoying, yeah, I, I, the cast, the storylines, the way they're rolling things out. And can we talk about the soundtrack, sir? Yeah. I'm all in for Watchmen. Yeah, I mean, I I I love I, I've been really enjoying what they do, and I think this is one of those things where we talked about this before. Dave Palmer and I talk about it all the time that uh, Alan Moore's a crazy man. He is crazy, uh, and clearly he didn't give his blessing for this because again, Alan Moore and I just I mean, he doesn't give his blessing for anything. Exactly, really what he needed was me for an attorney. I mean, you do not yeah. assign anything in perpetuity and think it's going to come back to you because that's how things work. Of course, like, like I said, he. I feel sympathy for the pair, the duo, but I mean, honestly, at this point, he should have got his money. Yeah, yeah. No, he didn't get. I know he likes to play it like he got swindled, but he signed the contract and, 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 well, and to be the contract fair, was clear and i would be fair some of the stuff that you know again it's it's wb and warner brothers and they are a corporation they clearly will milk an ip for money i mean it's mm-hmm. no that's not it I mean, falls apart in their right, face right um but i will say this i am i am and i'm saying this as somebody who's seen the movie read obviously read the uh, initial graphic novel I hate when people do that shit. It's a fucking comic book. Right? Comics. It's a comic book. All right. <laughs> I, I, we're going to be all over this place. I just want to get, let you guys know that we're going to be all over the place on this review slash rant stuff. I, I used to hate when people try to tell me, I don't read comics. I read graphic novels. Okay, what graphic novel you read? 
Watchmen. It's not a fucking graphic novel. It's a twelve issue. It's, it's twelve issue comic book. You're reading a comic book. You just. I mean, but you have to remember, like, I just, okay, I, it's a pet peeve of mine. You it's like just, facts. You live in a world where facts are valuable to you. <laughs> a lot of people go with whatever is the marketing push, and right, and this is the reason why they sign the contract that they sign. You know. The work for hire, the contract for hire, those contracts were specifically designed for, quote unquote, the comic world. Mm -hmm. And right before Watchmen was right around the time when they were changing the format to things and they wanted to rebrand themselves and they were trying to bring people in, a.k.a. bougie folks, who didn't want to be said that they read children's material, mm -hmm. a.k.a. comics. Oh, oh don't get me so, wrong. Don't, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. This is throw the pretentious a bone. Right, right. No, I mean this is this is great marketing. This is one of the you know great marketing here to do that. I I get that. I'm not going to try to say otherwise on that. I just hate when people try to sit there and try to tell me, put their pinky in the air and try to tell me that they're above it all because they read graphic novels and they're just like, well, what did you read? The Dark Knight Returns and 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 Watchmen. Like the fuck out of here. Um, but I will say, and and I'm right now I'm reading um. I finally, I think by the time I think maybe it's all been part of the plan that by the time uh, the Watchmen series ends with uh, that uh, Jeff John's uh, doomsday clock will finally be over <laughs> started like two fucking years ago in the in DC comics, which also kind of pulled not even kind of is pulling from Watchmen lore. Um, I will say out of all those things, if Alan Moore wasn't a crazy man and a crazy person and um did give blessings on certain things. I feel like he would be more, I feel like he would be more happy with this than some of the other things he's, that's been done. In I the don't think I, it's my understanding that he's not unhappy. He just is having a real problem with them. Not honoring the handshake agreement that was behind the written contract they signed. And I get it. Yeah. But this this is what I tell everybody who wants to be an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, who wants to call it a side hustle. What you put on your paper is what is binding and is what is whole. And it is the true memorialization of what you have as the deal. So just because they said in the spirit of the agreement, no prequels, mm -hmm. no extras, no side jaunts, no stories. Once popularity dies down, it goes back to the owners. Mm -hmm. That's what they wrote, but that's what they said. But all they wrote down was, once popularity dies down, ownership reverts to the owners. Mm -hmm. So he didn't close the door on right. Warner being able to do things to maximize popularity so they retained ownership of the property. Right. I mean, again, it's just, we're not going to turn this into a business podcast, but it's like, no, hey. no, but I, I feel right. like when it comes to the stories, he should have stayed involved because his displeasure at some of the things that they have done with his property would have been lessened had he not thrown up his hands and washed them and walked away. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. Um, but again, I, I will say, I feel like this i think he would be happy with this if he'd get over himself you know and, and i believe and that's what i believe like i can see where the other things that would definitely cause him to have issues i feel that if he could let himself get over this which again it's alan moore so alan moore's crazy he is crazy that ain't um, never gonna happen. you know it's never gonna happen but if there if it could in one day like on his deathbed somebody showed him this 
he might find peace. Like it's that kind of thing. Cause I, I feel like, and I feel like this is clearly a series that is, if you've never read the, the, if you only watched the movie, and you've never read the graphic novel, then I think you should go and read those, those, those issues. Um, and I really go, do. Yeah, you because should. you need to, cause this, this feels more along the lines of a follow up to that. Um, like I'm, I'm, I was, I just, I watched the last episode, uh, episode four today and me going through like, huh, everybody's from Vietnam. It's not interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I was just, I just saw that. I was like, huh, wait, sister nice was in Vietnam. Uh, we, we have Lori Blake, who's the daughter of the comedian also in, uh, Vietnam. Vietnam. Uh, we have uh, 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 Lady True, Vietnam. Uh, didn't um, uh, Sister Knight's husband and her? They were, had an accident in Vietnam. They they met in Vietnam and they were. They met and it. things went down in Vietnam. Vietnam. Yes, uh, I believe uh, her grandfather was also. Was he also going? Did he also go to Vietnam? I think he was. Everything happened in Vietnam. It's interesting, and we know that we know, uh, you know the you know the comedian and Doctor Manhattan were also part of the Vietnam War. I mean, it's just I, I just kind of going through all this stuff, going like Vietnam, Vietnam, Vietnam. We're just doing that, huh? Like, I think that also kind of summed up these force four issues. I've seen some people say it's been slow; they don't know where it's going. But when you watch all four of those episodes, and you also have. Now, I even say if you even if you just even if you watch the movie, right? Um, you can start finding the threats. Like this is something we talked about. We haven't put it out yet. Um, uh, by the time I think you hear this, it'll be out. But we talked about the Good Liar, the movie that was Helen Mirren, and we were talking about how they didn't have enough connecting threads in that who done you know in this not a who done it or a mystery, but it's like this cat and mouse cat game. and mouse mouse game. There weren't enough threads in that one. Here I can see all the threads. There's all these things that seem like they are unconnected, but they're very, very connected. Everything kind of fits together. It just doesn't seem like it right now. And yeah, that's I what- went back and watched all four today mm-hmm. in a row with like without interruption. And being able to go back and do that bench watch, yay for not cutting the cord. Um, mm-hmm. I was able to see even from the very first when you got the the flash forward where they started and then they went, you know, the full circle to where it ends at the end of episode four. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's there's all these connecting threads in there. And I think I I, I will say this. I mean, let's let's go all the way back to the beginning of episode one. I think that this show came out swinging really hard and heavy. With Black Wall Street, right? I mean, that, we're not going to rehash yeah, all that stuff there because obviously it's been done enough at this point. People really kind of really going has. in and then showing what happened with Black Wall Street and what happened in Oklahoma and Tulsa, Oklahoma. Like, and obviously that's an ongoing thread here. Like, I want to say it was either episode three or four where, first of all, Henry Louis Gates, I can't remember what his secretary position is, but I just, like, there's certain people here that I see in the background of this, it just made me chuckle where they are at in here. But when she went and planted the seed of who of her family tree, outside even Watchmen, just the idea of Black Americans not knowing who who was in their family tree, not knowing your lineage because of all the things that had happened, and even with with um uh uh um Angela, you know, even with Angela Abar, like. She didn't, she, even that, that, that piece there with, with, with her grandfather, like, well, we, Reeves, he wasn't there because they, they thought he died in the fire, uh, in, in a fire that happened during 
this uh this massacre during during the the riots it's like that's something that is very real to black americans because we have these gaps in our history because of mm-hmm. racism <laughs> you know it's like, and it also brought the irony from the first episode plus the the uh, the pervasive theme all the way through the presumption that all black people got red predations yeah uh until she started trying to unravel the mystery of this particular character she had no leaf on a tree mm-hmm. that that granted her eligibility yeah yeah so you know i i love the way that they kind of like because that was the thing from the first episode like when you rolled around and everybody first of all 30 years as a president let me be that person but uh <laughs> I, I could do some things with 30 years y'all you think the world looked black under robert redford try me but like it, like the way that they played that out and like they went through and they kind of gave it like that sepa look when they were doing the flashback to, to Oklahoma mm-hmm. and the way they opened it with bass and they kind of showed that. And can we talk about the whole iconic imagery of them doing it the same way they used to play birth of a nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then rolling into going forward to the kid in that classroom who still to this day, I, every time I watch the first episode, I just want to go beat his ass and I'm totally there with Topher, you know, linebacker tackling him. Mm-hmm. And just the presumption, like that idea that, oh, well, you are only getting to do this because of this. And then later in the episode, they have someone say, and you know the reaction when a person of color is managing to do well, and they Mm -hmm. just kind of flash the burning flag Mm -hmm. up on the slideshow behind it. Oh, yeah. I think that was episode three. Yeah. Oh, the imagery in this and the way they transition between shots is, is great. And the symbolism in some in a lot of the things is is fantastic. It's like it's it's all, all of it's there and all of it matters and all of it's there. So it's like you have each of these threads that seem like they're 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 different. But again, by the time you get to episode four, you start seeing everything together. You start seeing that all this stuff matters in one way or the other. And um yeah, the only thing that kind of stand stands out a little bit is and we'll get to it later on but Jerry Irons as um um Adrian Vite and like he's just fucking like, Jeremy Irons is just a great crazy person. So. He's a brilliant actor but <laughs> I really think we need to have a 5150 exam and a 72 hour to determine if he is in fact acting. <laughs> Cuz I'm sorry. Ooh. I'm sorry. Some of those things again, episode 4 kind of starts bringing things together when he showed I think it was episode 4 yeah, episode four is the one where he he he, he cooks up his clones and he goes yeah, in the room. And you see yeah. all the other ones are slaughtered. You're like he's basically like, yeah, I was a little hmm, got a little upset last night. And I'm just like, oh, you're crazy, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're crazy, crazy. Not like just yeah. partly crazy. You're out of your fucking mind. Yeah. Oh, but like a- another thing that I liked how they tied that in with the way that they're bringing that character in is I don't think you could have done this at a faster pace without ruining anything or mm. without making it harder to miss things that are going to matter later. Like, mm. I know some people get really annoyed with the slow burn. I don't know why, but, you know, I'm sorry for your attention span or, or like, maybe it's too much prose or dialogue or something's not clicking for you. But in a story like this, it, I felt like this when I read the, the, the comic. Yeah, I think that, well, I think that's the difference, right? I think this is why I think people should go back and read those twelve issues. I think the twelve issues are more of a slow burn than you, than people think it is. 
um, because you're not really sure what's going on. You know, something's going on, but you're not really sure what's going on when you go back and read those 12 issues. Um, and, uh, I, I, so I, I know there's two things I understand why people are hesitant about slow burns, right? One is with slow burns, like you're always worried if they're going to take the landing. Like that's always a worry, right? When you're this slow, can you actually take the landing when you get to it? And we know there are some times when they can't. When they don't. Right. And they don't. Um, and then two, I think the other thing too, and I think this is, it's just a reality. I, I think we've reached the point where this isn't just like an eye rolling statement, but it actually is true. I mean, binging. Binging does not help anymore because people are used to now getting that instant gratification on some of these things. When you binge, you can binge a slow, a, a slow burn in a weekend and it doesn't feel like a slow burn because you got it in a weekend, you know? And right. so I think that at this point is hurting, but I also think that's why I'm appreciative of, of the streaming, like the way they're doing with the Mandalorian, where you're showing, you're doing an episode of a week. You know, Star Trek does the same thing. And then granted, I understand that they're also doing that smartly for streaming services because if you let everybody binge all your stuff in a weekend, then they'll just cancel after everybody the trial. Everybody gets a trial right. and cancels and then gets exactly. an email and gets a new so, trial. Right. And, and, and so I, I understand why they, they do it that way financially, but I also think it's good for the, you need some, you do need some weight in between some things. I need to let, I need to let an episode sometimes sit and, and and comprehend what I got in that episode before going to the next one. I think that that um, having that ability is good. Like even with this, I didn't. I, I watched the first episode, then I, I I binge the next two, two and three, and then I waited a day to then watch four, and that worked for me to kind of process what you see a little bit in between these, right? Because again, yeah. there are three different stories. There's there's like three different stories going on here, right? You got. Um, you have the story of Angela and what's going on with her family. You have, obviously you have Adrian Veidt. You have Lori Blake, you know, and what's going on with her. Like that whole, I think the whole beginning of episode three was her telling that, that joke on the, on the phone call to, to Mar, to, to Dr. Manhattan. And that's amazing. That, I'm sorry. That, that's one. Episode three is one of my favorite episodes. I get that. Everybody says episode one because of the black wall. Episode three is one of my favorite ones because that, th- that full circle for that episode was perfect. And then when you find out that when you uh, get to a certain point with episode four, that part of episode four that already happened before while, while episode three was happening, because the end of episode three is like, I would say like maybe 15 minutes into episode four, you know, it's like the way they're playing with time there as well, because that's something that lady true brings up. It's like, what are you building? Oh, what what does the thing do? It's like, tell us time. Right. Yeah, she says it's far more than a clock. That's right, far more than tell time. Right, and so it's like the like I I I I really enjoyed episode three the way they worked and how they they worked in 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 in, in Blake's character and just who she is and, and how she is and, and knowing where she came from, right? And in um episode four where I I, I I truly do believe you can also watch this and not have read or know anything about watch me before. Can they give you the background on Lori in uh, when Petey uh, tells, uh, uh, tells Angela about what, uh, um, what Lori's uh, trauma is. Yeah. yeah. And the most succinct synopsis ever. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I was like, I feel like you, I feel like you, I feel like you uh, undersold it, but that does basically cover it. 
But it makes it better that he didn't try to do mm. like, okay, you've seen Frozen 2, right? No, I'm not going to. I haven't seen the first one, so I'm not doing. Frozen okay, 2. well, you should have seen it. Uh. But okay, fine. Then I know you've seen Ant-Man mm-hmm. with the crazy guy who always does the synopsis is my favorite character. Oh, yeah, 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 Please, yeah. Like, so I was, I don't know why his name is escaping right now, but I'm happy that they didn't actually have him do that. They didn't try to create that character in this universe. Yes. So having him be very kind of matter of fact and like truncating and then, and and slightly offhand with, oh, well, you know, he did this and that. And then she didn't find out later. And like, well, because his dad did that. And you're just kind of like, what? And then to to remember the, the like see her telling that the, the story and the joke and and the kind mm-hmm. of when he got on the fan and said the whole don't treat me like a fan speech was oh fucking amazing oh no i i, I p first of all we know pd is is lube dude right well we do yeah i mean i'm just saying like pd gotta be lube dude because i saw when i saw him come into the office like huh skinny motherfucker yeah this is pd I know. Yeah, when anyway. he was like, you know, when in Rome. Right, right, exactly. I was just like, oh, this is definitely PD. So this is fucking ridiculous. Um, but uh, <laughs> we're anyway. going so out of order. I know we're going out of I order. I hope everybody's watched. They've hey. probably watched by now. Yeah, right? they've watched by now. We're doing three episodes. Of, this is why I want to do ch- episodes at a chunk so I can jump around. Um, but no, you're right. I love that part about PD when when you come. He comes off as first and. It, 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 the show does this whole thing where you you think it's one thing and it's not with a, certain characters. So with him, you come in thinking that oh he's a super fan. Like when he put the um, uh, Rorschach's uh, journal, journal in the in the in the FBI thing, and they're like, Rosenberg, like why would you put that in there? We don't need that. Like you're like um, uh, Petey's that dude. He's that he's like the intern in the FBI that everybody makes fun of. Yeah. So then when he's in the car and he's talking to Lori, he's like, "Don't treat me like a fucking fan. I got a P- I'm a PhD and I'm a history major. I know." He's like, the I history- got a PhD in history and yeah. I was giving y'all appropriate context, so maybe your bitches wouldn't go off half cocked and do stupid shit. Right. And I'm, I'm like trying to help. You. Yeah. And I was like, huh. I think I like this guy. <laughs> you know, I was like, I thought it was the perfect juxtaposition for what she then did later at the funeral. Oh God, yes. I, like, well, I mean, they, no, they normally got, don't. They yeah. normally they normally don't have. They, they're normally making shit up. So I didn't believe that he had a bomb on him. Yeah. But like they, they, like that's what I really like about how they're doing the pacing for the show and how they're rolling things out. It's like from the very first episode, you kind of get all these like what are now going to be iconic images, like that little boy holding that baby, wrapping that damn flag. Mm-hmm. I swear before God, if that doesn't end up painted on the side of somebody's building in this America, it's only because they got a ticket and got stopped. But. Like, but even when you roll into like, you know, Sister Knight and us learning about her and what's going on with her family, the way that she doesn't moddy coddle children, mm. you know, they ask her what happened to her. She starts to tell, but the teacher's like, what are you doing? Make it stop, you know? So you have this difference between um, everybody who wants to slow play things and just kind of pat everybody on the head like they're, they're children and, oh, you can't take them seriously or they're always talking out the side of their face or, you know, they're all, they're all bark, no bite. And then you have these other people who are like, no, you need to stop pretending like they couldn't be a problem. Or mm-hmm. like when she said that little boy, oh, he's racist. No, but he's on his way. Mm-hmm. And then you get into it later where the cops are all set to take the, the, um, the Calvary ser- seriously from the first video. Mm-hmm. And then you've got other people, uh, and I, I really feel like to a certain extent, at certain points in my life, I have been Panda, so I feel a little bad for him, because <laughs> I don't have a problem with Panda. Panda's that dude saying, look, let's cover our ass. Here's what the rules say. Mm-hmm. 
let's make sure we dot all our I's and cross all our T's because I already know that once huff stuff pop off, ain't nobody gonna want to do nothing about looking at anything. So before we article for the world, let's be sure, let's put it in writing because I know y'all gonna kill a whole bunch of people and I'm the one gotta do the paperwork. So then you get over here later after you hear what they have to do, like they have him using the voice of like giving you that part of the law. And I love that they integrated it into the story instead of having being like some writing that goes across the screen or uh, a flashing disembodied narrative. It's an actual character who Mm -hmm. fits into this world. Then you have people like Lori, you know, she's bitter, angry. She now works for the FBI. She set up an, she set up an entire, uh, uh, bank robbery. Just to catch one, uh, one, dude. one, one dude, and then shot him in the back. And I love the fact that she didn't answer. I love they did the. There's a, a lot of times they do these cliche things, but they 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 change a little bit. When dude asked him, it was like, "Huh? How'd you know he had body armor on it that that his armor could stop a bullet?" And she doesn't even she answer. Didn't. And I love because normally you know you normally the answer is I didn't or something like that. And her thing was didn't even fucking answer. Just kept on walking. I'm she like, her cigarette and kept rocking. Right, and, and then she's like, like, he's not a hero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but like, I, but but then, but but then you get that whole look at the world and like, you know, we all know that vigilantism and and mass superheroes have been outlawed because that's something they tell you up front. Mm-hmm. But until you get to her, you never see what's the response when people haven't stopped. You know, how is the FBI handling these things? The the fact that they have an entire desk. Mm-hmm. And that, like, she's their, their well, she's their number one agent. But the irony is, she used to be a mass crusader. Well, she went to jail. Her and um, what's his name? They went because I think I, I can't remember if it was some extra stuff they had because there is some supplemental material that HBO put for out for this. I can't remember if it was that or if it was actually in like a newspaper somewhere right there. Like they said, she actually they both went to jail. He's still in jail. She's not. Blake Blake got out and then she joined the FBI. There's a timeline somewhere. And I can't remember. I think it is the supplemental material. It must be the supplemental material where they give you more information on her and what uh, Night Owl. They, they, they give they give more information yeah. on them. And so like uh, he's still alive, but he's in he's in jail. He didn't turn. She did. And so she and you can. But see, I like the fact that they kind of just that's how you got the update on where the Night Owl is. Right, and it's like it's and you can see that her entire thing is better. So you get that, and then you also get her telling the story to. Uh, uh, to Doctor Manhattan, the fact that she keeps an owl in a cage itself, like it's like there's all this symbolism around the, of what what they do here as well, like the fact that she keeps yeah, her, the fact she, that the cops have the night owls ship, yeah, like all Makes of sense it, now. yeah, all of this stuff is is kind of comes together in uh, it's all kind of related and has symbolism ties back, but like you said, it's mm-hmm. it's still different enough in a different story on its own that it's it's compelling like I, I feel like this is different than anything else we've seen where you're you're supplementing material that's there you know what it is this is what i was expecting from dr sleep agreed but and that's why i agreed with brandon when he said that um it would have been i would have loved to have seen it as a limited series but yes. i know there are some people who just want their in and out when it comes to stephen king but i really I don't know if anybody else watches Castle Rock. By the way, if you don't, Chris, I need you to watch Castle yeah, Rock want, so we can I'll, talk about it because yeah, season two is about to start and I can't be alone. I asked them to give me the screener access for it before when I was going to go to San, uh, New York and I, and I forgot to follow up on it. No, I didn't forget to follow up. They, didn't, they never followed up with me on it. So, right. uh, But yeah, well, I, I want to catch up on Castle Rock. 
Yeah, like what we need to do that because I really, really think that for something like Dr. Sleep, because of how much is in there and because of how much from The Shining never made it to the screen about the back end, about that hotel and like True Not Group and all that jazz, um, I really thought that it actually belonged as a season of Castle Rock because the things that you and I and Brandon felt like we didn't get enough time with, they could have given us an episode or two on and they would have been able to 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 parlay out the three major storylines that all make up what is going on with Dr. Sleep. Mm-hmm. And so I agree with you. And the the deeper dive is called the Pedipedia. Okay, there so you go. So it's Del, the Del Pedi's file. So like, please okay. trust me, you want to go look in the Pedipedia. Uh, it, it, there's memos, there's news articles, essays, other things that he has all like about his, you know, he calls it his passion for vigilantes and the history mm-hmm. of mass people, but he's a fan boy. Yeah. With a degree. So, yeah. So, I, but I agree with you. I really was hoping that this was how they would handle Dr. Sleep. But I also recognize and acknowledge that without having at least 10 episodes, we weren't going to get what they're doing with Watchmen. Mm-hmm. But it's why I appreciate the fact that Watchmen is on TV. I mean, oh, yeah. it's one of the few things that I've seen. Okay, I'm not going to lie. HBO is real good about knowing what needs to be on HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't disagree with this being a premium show. I don't disagree with how they're handling it and they're keeping it sufficiently dark because when it's time to kill people, like when they went to go and round up all the cavalry men at, uh, in episode two after the death of their fearless, maybe not so stalwart leader <laughs> and Sister Knight is standing there looking at all these fools run around going, she's like, this shit is unnecessary. And then that one dude come up and swing a bat at her and she beats shit out. I was like, well, I mean, she's not going to engage you, but if you come up and try to kill her, she could kill you. They, they, All of that stuff feels real. It feels visceral. It feels gritty. And it also feels like how they drew this. Mm-hmm. And you st- but more kinetic, because obviously these are three-dimensional people who can move. So I agree with you. I think it's I think it's perfect handling. I like the story, and I, I like the cast too. Uh, so a couple things too. I, I want to yeah yeah. One thing I want to go back. There's one oh, did I miss it. I'm trying to think of. We were talking about something, and uh, I wanted to. Oh, what was it? Oh, I forgot. But anyway, let's talk about the cast. It'll probably come back to me. But we were talking about that that moment. Uh, like I, I right now. So first of all. Love Regina King. I've always loved Regina King. I've loved Regina King and everything she's done for a while. I remember, and I'm still sad that it went away. I remember Southland. I like Southland. Man, I love Southland. Southland, my shit. I loved, I loved her on Southland too. I like, I just, Southland, I'm sorry. Southland is my shit. I love that show. Uh, and, um, Sad when it went away. So uh, just had, I had to get that show. It's supposed to be a summer show. We got lucky to get more than one season. Yeah, I know. I know. We got what, like three seasons of it? We got three really good seasons. Yeah, there were three really good seasons. I love Southland. I got to find out where, where I can watch, rewatch Southland on that. It's got to be TNT, one. TNT, right? It's gotta, yeah, it's got to be on one of these, these, these streaming services. Anyway, anyway, um, love her. Uh, lo- obviously, love Regina King. Love her inter- I love her interaction with everybody else on the show. So you got, and I now remember what I was going to talk about before, but uh, Tim, Tim Nelson as Looking Glass, as Wade, he's been great. Uh, he's also in, I don't know if you, you haven't seen, have you seen Just Mercy already or no? No, I haven't. You will see him in Just Mercy. He's great in that. Oh, yeah, he's he, a great actor. And he great. always plays someone who's left of center and, yeah. and I love it. Yeah, he's great. Obviously, Louis Gossett Jr. is 
is is fantastic. We already talked about. I'm fascinated. Yeah. I don't even know what the hell we haven't even talked. We haven't even touched on him yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, we talked about uh, Jeremy Irons uh, and 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 how crazy he is. Um, uh, Gene Smart. I love again episode three. I love the interact the, the the interactions we've gotten with Gene uh, with uh, Laurie and and Angela. Like it's that you're go. You guys are supposed to be on the same side working together, but right now, because you guys are both the same kind of personalities, you're not going to hit it off right now. And so when 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 Lori hits is talking to uh, Angela because she she knows more than she's getting off, and like mm-hmm. yeah, people that people that protect people that hide things aren't aren't think they're heroes, but they're not. And people that that help them hide that stuff aren't heroes as well. And all that stuff, and then. And then Angela basically goes like, "Bitch, who the fuck? basically hits her with the bitch? Who the fuck you think you're talking to?" Yeah, the face. She's like, she's like, yeah, I'm good. And she's like, "Ooh," I was like, you "Yeah, say Mufasa." I mean, yeah. what's happening mm, next? Yeah, I just, I just, I, I, and again, I love their, I love the little back and forth they're both doing, where yeah. you could tell that Lori's like, oh, Angela, you know more than you're saying, but okay, we're gonna do this. All right, and, and Angela's like, man, what exactly is it you want to know? Because you asking something, I'm not gonna help you. Right. Right. This, so, this is one of the few shows that they give the women permission to be real women. Like, yeah. like they don't like like there's like the comp- the competitiveness between these two women is purely professional mm-hmm. and purely rooted in them having not an agenda but an ethic mm-hmm. that we know doesn't conflict, but they don't know it doesn't conflict, and they're not doing any of this faux femme mm-hmm. pettiness they're full-on allowed to be aggro they're they're both hyper intelligent they're both witty and neither one of them needs to put on any airs and they're just two different versions of badass mm-hmm. and it brings me joy and delight you know it's like, just like no- they're back and forth like in the car when they're driving to yeah. uh me like just back and forth yeah, like, she's like, so what was your trauma? You yeah. know, oh, you're an orphan. That explains it. I was like, bitch. <laughs> oh, dude, it was so terrible. <laughs> it was so terrible. Because he was like, she was like, so why do you wear a mask? What, what what trauma are you hiding from? What are you running from? What are you protecting yourself from? Well, I'm, well, I'm protecting myself. I'm, I'm trying to protect myself. It's like, yeah, no, that's what you. That's what you put the. That, I know. That's what I'm saying. So what was what was the trauma? It's like, yeah, what's your trauma? Yeah, it was like just going. And then and then when and then when hand. they're pulling up, it's like, oh, you better put your mask on to protect yourself. It was just like it's like the, the the little just a little. Gym jabs that like you know that was unnecessary like everyone they they just gotta jab each other <laughs> can you imagine this writing room oh i love the fact that well i know it's not mostly white no isn't it like uh yeah eight out of 12 yeah some eight out of 12 are not white again but you can tell because there's there's nuances with with the certain things that are going on right i there is there's um, an awareness yeah there there's an awareness of what we're dealing with and so that it's not all just black and white so you have a black woman who is you know this police officer uh and um is dealing with the fact that she's finding out that her the person that saved her their her boss her friend had a was potentially racist you know, not even particularly racist. Cause I love, I love the reaction that Way basically says. She goes, "Yo, I He's think a I th- white man in Oklahoma." Yeah, of course, he was racist. Like it's like, yeah. So what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like what are you talking about? Yeah, of course he, of course he was racist. White man in Oklahoma. Like, what are we? 
But I think that's about? the thing that makes a lot of people uncomfortable with the show and makes them adamant that it is deviated from the ethos and the mythos of Watchmen is that, and and I don't really, I can't, I'm not able to follow their logic on it because of Alan and his writing partners, you know, complete and utter rabidness about their political views not even their leanings, just their flat out views on things. This show is one of the few shows that is very matter of fact that the world is built on white supremacy and mm -hmm. that and that the 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 major problem is anger over whiteness and white power being decentered. Mm -hmm. And you know, this is only an alternate history for white people. Yeah, no, it's that's that's a great For thing about every like, other ethnicity yep. on earth. This is the world we live in. <laughs> right. And and you see that the nuances in there in which Angela is dealing with like you're getting this thing where Angela's dealing with the thing of, yeah, okay, like, you know, uh what what was uh old boy's name? Uh what was cause the, what was the chief's actual name? Because he's only in one episode. <sighs> Uh, he's Don Johnson forever. So I mean, I'm, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, this is like the second time like he's died immediately in the show. He, you, you come for Don Johnson and he dies. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, they get he knows, Judd. He so first strengths. of all, like, first of all, come on, Angela. His name was Judd. Of course he was. Of course he put them hoods on. His name was Judd. Any white dude named Judd was in the clan, participated in the clan. Or at least it's clan adjacent. Like, just that comes with it. All right. That comes with the, but that's comes with the name. Like, the, where they said anybody who might have been supremacist adjacent. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> but no, but, but, but so, but, but yeah, it's like kind of getting into that thing of so, so you have Angela has to deal with this fight, this idea that, at least in her mind, because again, I also like the point of when we see her about to be shot, when, when the white knight happened and she was about to be shot, we don't see what happened. We just, it goes black, and then she wakes up, and she hears what Judd tells her happens. We right. don't. Really For all we know, the person she stabbed was the person sitting next to her. Going, I'm sorry, I just told you your partner's dead. He was wearing he was wearing a cast with his his arm. Right. We don't know. Yeah, we don't he, know. We don't know how he managed to survive. We don't know that he was at home. We don't know that he actually got attacked. Oh, I, and no, that's I believe that's I, believe, I, I, believe, I believe she stabbed. I believe I believe she stabbed him. Yeah, because he's who came she, to her house because he yes. knew that um, she was probably the one of the most lethal. Yes, I absolutely, I absolutely believe that. But it's like you know, even even without that theory, it's like she has this man that she believes saved her life and and is helping to protect her family and is, is there for her. And so then she gets this information. Like I love the fact that when she showed up uh, to his wife's house to bring flowers, and she realized that. He had a whole bunch of other people. She had a whole bunch of people over there to mourn him. And she wasn't invited. He was on, he had a whole other very white life. Mm. Yeah. But the thing that I really liked about it, and maybe this is a nuance that's being missed uh, among um, certain mainstream watchers is that's usually the dilemma that people of color. And I'm only speaking as a black woman here have when we have white friends and colleagues and associates who we like and respect. Yes. That's why this, I like this. This is, this is the dichotomy of what you see that's happening here. She's like, this person was my friend and I liked them, but 
did I really know them? I didn't know how they talked in their house. It's like, how many of us don't know our friends or who we think are our friends and our allies Mm -hmm. are out here rolling around with one face with busts of clan outfits in a damn closet. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times you've gotten somewhere and you find yourself completely, utterly dismayed when you have an incident with someone and you tell your friend about it. And the first thing they do is question the veracity of your version of events because Mm -hmm. it doesn't paint white people in a positive light. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost. Oh, are you sure? Oh, well, couldn't it be? Well, are you, are you, you, you know, maybe you're being too sensitive. Like the simple fact that you as a black person have to walk around with this awareness that on a basic level, mm-hmm. you need to question the relationships you have with all white people is not foreign it's not fiction i mean this is one of the first shows that's ever really put this relationship in and not pretended that that was the crux of the problem between the people right and, and now so, maybe yeah. it's easier for them to do it because he's dead but they're doing but, it but even but even then it, it, it's it's she's still uh, angela tonight is still having to struggle with that idea she hasn't just come out and told anybody she gives an episode four she gives the hoods to wade and it's like yeah don't don't tell don't tell the fbi don't tell this i don't know what d- don't say anything i want to try th- to she's still trying to to yeah. hold on maybe it was his father's maybe she's that's what trying to hold on to some kind of faith you, that, you, their, that her relationship with this man was not based on a lie mm-hmm. or that her relationship with him wasn't cover for him or convenience. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's real. Yeah. Like you, like, I mean, what's the standing joke? I have black friends, so mm-hmm. I can't be racist. Yeah. Like that's what you have to deal with. It's like, that is, that is real. So I love, I loved how real that was in this fantastical world where, you know, Squid still come down for the earth. This is another yeah. reason how I Man. know that this was this is uh this is based on the, the comic and not the Man. yeah. I still have problems with the big squid. Why it have to be what the hell? I yeah, that that was still a weird one Look. to me, but this is at least doing a little bit better job of making me understand it a little bit. Um I love Can we talk about Wade's bunker? Who? And the fact that I'm not surprised he's a prepper. Oh wait, oh of course not. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Look, look at me. Of course, of course, he's a prepper. We well, all knew he had a bomb well, shelter. Well, that and we also know control because when 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 Laurie took that remote from him, he was like, "Can I please have the remote back?" And and the little no, he said, "Can I please have control?" Back? Control back. Yes, it's just like he needs to be in control. Like that's a lot of them, right? All because mm-hmm. that's something too with the police. The whole thing of I like that in that first episode where they they have to get permission to release their guns. Like it's and then you, the other thing too that got me is when you realize that this is just. This is just a subset of America. Not all of America is like this. Because when Lori and them are, uh, come in, and she's like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck are they doing in Tulsa? Like, why are the police wearing masks? Like, what are we fucking doing here? Like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah, this is a pilot project. It's, and, and, you know, obviously they picked a place that had heightened, you know, issues. Or, you know, well, they decided to put that heritage center there, which then created a, a point, you know, a controversy that mm-hmm. was centralized. And again, that's something that really happens. Mm-hmm. No, it does. 
They people are protesting outside of it, yelling at again handouts. You know, it's like it's not handouts. There's this is an equality. I mean, come on. But this is the thing that I really love about this, and I think it's ironic. The people who want to say, "Oh, it's too political," or "You've gotten that," they've gotten to the point to where anything that has to do with non-white people to them is just politics. It's not reality. Mm-hmm. It's not society. It's or you're being a social justice warrior. And, but that's not a real thing. Like those aren't well, real things. Well, it's like it's a manufactured thing you've made and you're trying to force me to deal with. Well, that's still and I shouldn't have to because it's not real. Well, that's the other thing, too. This is this idea of watchmen in general not being political. I mean, the whole yeah. the whole thing is a political an exercise in kind of fascism and 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 like the 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 question is who watches the watchmen like that is a political statement when you think about it at its core i was like y'all but that's the thing people have forgotten that because (laughs) we stopped paying attention like okay look everybody gets mad about the world entitlement and they're like oh it's an entitlement i'm like yeah it means you're entitled to it you're entitled to it it's yours to take to ask for to demand it's like so like so they're like oh we shouldn't be doing this i'm like but that's what we put the money there for so if we needed there was a fund for us to access that didn't bankrupt the government i was like what the fuck is wrong with you or it's like when you get into discussions with somebody about you know what are we teaching in schools or what are we training people to be able to do what's the what's what's our understanding of how we formulate the ability to critically think Mm -hmm. like the newspaper guy who was like, I don't like this guy, and fuck this guy, and that guy, and he's like, oh, so this other guy's your candidate, and he's like, nah, fuck him too. Oh, no, and uh, when the again, little it's, comes up and says, yeah. does she, and he asks her, does she really read all those papers about Lady Truo? And she's like, of course, don't you? And he's like, I read them all, I just don't believe it. Yeah, I, I actually, again, it's little things like that that I really enjoy with it, because that was like, that, that was that was a good one. That was a that was a little good one. I was just like, that conversation just felt so real, and 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 because um, we've all had it yeah man. yeah so um I'm tripping. but i'm starting to believe that a lot of non-white people don't actually have these conversations and that's why they're so uncomfortable with them i'm also starting to believe that a lot a lot of non-black people of color silo these conversations oh, absolutely. and that's why they're not uncomfortable Oh, absolutely. Or that's why they're they're that's why they're disappointed because they feel like the show skews too quote unquote black and white. Yeah. Um I remember what I was gonna say before is it goes back to what you were talking about, how Angela just says what she feels around the kids and things like that. I mean, Cal did the same thing. Yeah, uh Yaya, he was doing also a great job on this. I love the fact that Lori keeps bringing up that he look how good he looks. <laughs> just like I mean <laughs> Yeah, he's like, fine. Right, he's fine. It was like, like if I, I was like she's like, why are you keep talking about my, my husband? My kids like, would have earplugs, people. Why are, why are you talking about my husband like that? But anyway, when yeah, um when Cal's right, talking right. to the kids about if their uncle Judd went to, to heaven or not, he's like it's like no, from it's, nowhere he, and he is nowhere again. Yeah, he's nowhere again. <laughs> and I'm just like and I'm just like, You can't can you say that to kids? <laughs> I'm like I mean, don't get me wrong. And even and Angela was like you can't really say that, but then I think she started thinking about herself. I was like, that's something I would fucking say as well. Yeah, so, she's like, I can't even get mad at you because I'm pretty sure that's how the conversation would have went. Right. Like, you know, I might have had a couple more steps, right. and, but that's where I probably would have ended. But I, just, I also I just, think I just, that's another reason. I'm sorry. I, I just that, I just like the fact that he he was so serious with it though. Like he yeah. he came in and was like, "What's going on?" It's like, "Oh no, no, let me let me step in between and settle this." And it's like, "No, no, no, honey." Your uncle Jed, he came from nowhere. He's nowhere now. 
Heaven's a lie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a lie. <laughs> that's not heaven. I thought, and he's like, well, you know, heaven's not, not real. real. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you just I'm, I'm like that, there's there's a lot of great actors on the show, but that right there was just that was another one of my favorite fucking scenes in the show so far. I'm just like, yeah. yo, can did I've never seen anybody just like and it wasn't even like it's a joke. Like sometimes you, they play it for like jokes and sarcasm. It's like, oh no no honey, like they're they're like and we're like patronizing with it. He's like people like dead serious. Like oh no, some no, I'm gonna teach you. It's like no no no, you yeah you should yeah no. It's, yeah, here's, it's, where it's we are. here's where yeah. we are but that's that's okay like i think a lot of people want to sanitize television and they feel that that's a sufficient apology like this whole you know putting disclaimers about you know prior culture depictions i was like why can't you say yo we used to be real like overt in our racism we trying to be better mm-hmm. but this shit is old so this is who we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is what we didn't care about being better. I really liked, I like, I like the matter of factness with which, but that little kid who plays Topher is a badass. He is oh, just, yeah. oh, no, 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 Right. Sitting up there with a smirk. Mm-hmm. But I like the way, the fact that their parents come in and they handle them. And he's like, okay, I'm not going, we're not going to entertain this. I'm not going to play any games. I also like the fact that they didn't try to force them into some Judeo Christian you know, monotheistic look well, at it, was that, religion and yeah. indoctrination. He's like, yeah. I was like, I don't know if you're atheist, but damn. Well, well the other thing too, you got to remember the entire family is, is nothing but survivors. Right. Like they're all, and, and we also know that Cal had his own incident in Vietnam. So, so we and haven't then, gotten and then, to yet. Yeah, we haven't gotten to. And then we have the whole thing of of uh, them surviving the white knight and that the kids themselves are um survivors, survivors of the white knight too their parents were killed and, and Topher saw it yeah and Topher saw it just like she uh Topher tries to say that in see um uh the uh 7th cavalry do get shot in the head at the, at the and blown up in the funeral and Angel's yeah, like I like no, the you, fact you, that he's very 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 interested in standing in front of his younger brother uh, younger siblings mhm but he still won't lie to them. Yeah, yeah. But also, and also, and also, did that in the. Uh, we heard that, that that's what we're told. Cause we didn't see that happen. But we're told that that's what happened with them in the White Knight too. That he stood in front of he's, he he protected the sibling. He grabbed the he grabbed the, his two younger siblings and hid in the closet. So mm-hmm. we already have this information about that as well. So yeah, but it's, it's yeah. interesting that the show chooses to put that embodiment in a child. Yeah, you know, a lot of shows will give you very precocious children, or they play the you know the traumatized serious child who's grown up beyond his years. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like Topher's playing like he's prematurely aged. Mm-hmm. I think this is just a very serious mm-hmm. young man who's still a child because he's he's messing with his siblings when he's like he's not in heaven. Heaven doesn't exist, and mm-hmm. that's some kid ass shit to do. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, but then yeah. he also turns around and he's like, "Why did you tackle? Why did you hit him? Because you wanted to." Yeah, you know, so he's very observant. He's very aware. His brothers and sisters are as well. But there's he's he's more the fact that the protector of their innocence is another child. Mm-hmm. And I think that it. I think one. I think that's a very Watchmen world thing to do. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it's a very smart thing to do here because it enfranchises a character set being children and the youth because they're juxtaposed juxtaposed to like True's daughter. Mm-hmm. And what's going on with that little girl and the path that she's on. And we all know that's messed up. And then it's juxtaposed right. to the, you know, rapidly aged clone children. Yo, the Mr. Phillips <laughs> and, and Ms. Cro- Crookshanks, I feel so sorry for them. Man, they, poor babies. They, they are just, oh my god! Like that, the, the, I think it was episode two where they were doing the 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 Doctor Manhattan play, and I was Ooh. like, wait a minute, are they really gonna roast this? Oh, they roasted him. I was like, that is really a cabin. They really, she is really turning it on. Yeah, they really roasted him, and and then in the end when the other one, he was like, he talked to the other dude, he's like. You get to be my new Mr. Philip. You get to be the new leading man. He's like, I am so honored. I'm like, you do realize this leads to your death, right? And I'm like, like, oh, you're. Excuse me. I'm perfectly content to stay as Montrose. Yeah. Just can we not? Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but again, later, the whole speech he gives, I'm your master, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm not your maker. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't, you know, the whole speech there, he's like, you know, you have no purpose. You have to have this, and yours is just to serve. I, I think mean, another thing that's making people very uncomfortable with this show is the use of language that people use under other circumstances put into the the context to which it's unavoidable what oh, that shit means. Yeah. Like, like all the speech that they give a significant number, and it's black people and white people, brown people, Asian people, they all talk in the rhetoric that's used today. And when you put it into the context that it's in this show, it's unescapable mm-hmm. when you're talking and you're being... Pu- prejudice or bias or flat out racist or hateful you know you can't escape what those words mean how they're being used on this show and you couldn't escape the speech he gave them as he was bringing them to put them in their uniforms when he made model you know version i don't know what would they be the delta version at this point where he said he needed thicker skin yeah because clearly he's gone through a couple different versions so you know, in his hissy fit where he killed everybody and they didn't matter because their only purpose is to serve him in whatever capacity he deems fit. Mm-hmm. And it becomes really unescapable what it means when you think about people like that, when you talk about people like that, when you're like, you know, you're not even real to me because you have no purpose. And, oh, you're only old enough. You're not old enough to talk yet, but you clearly should be able to understand. And then he's like, do you know who, who you are? Do you know why you're here? Yeah. Now, when's the last time a white man was talking to somebody like that in this country? Well, it's it's that, but it's like going going all all of it, like almost forgetting this. Another again, I I've been loving, I've been loving the journey we're on of just seeing these different people talk to, and knowing that all this stuff is coming together. And Lady True shows up to that that couple's house. Yo, buy, and you're like, okay, obviously she's, she's hey, she, but she was like, I'm not a billionaire, I'm a trillionaire. Like I basically have all this. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's see what she's yeah, gonna I'll buy their. When it's important. Yeah, she wants she wants to buy the thing. When she pulled the paperwork, it's like, oh no no no, I, I know you were you uh you try to get pregnant, you were you know, going uh fertility things like that, and you're just like, what is she leading to? Is she gonna like is she gonna try to get them pregnant again? It's like, oh no no no, you mis you misunderstand me. I already created your child. And I yeah, was like, she's like, oh no, I I came with the incentive for you to give me what I want. I was just like the I, 
I'm, so, I had to pause. So, I had to pause and yo, walk away, it, my man. Well, so it was that, and then when she was like, "You have thirty seconds, or I'll, do, you know, or 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 I will have to destroy," it. and then she paused for a second and goes, "I'm just kidding. I'll just give it to a, I'll just give it to a, a loving home." And I'm like, "Were you kidding though? Were you?" She was not kidding. She'd have killed were, that baby. I was like, "Were you?" And I'm just like, mm, "That she'd is... have buried that baby in her greenhouse." But man. Uh, but also like the but again, there's a subtlety of that scene, right? I love the fact that. The wife was the one that was still hesitant, and it was the husband that was all on board. Like, mm-hmm. even that part right there, where if you think about it, this is more a violation of the woman than the man at this point, because that means they took her eggs, and they, fir- like, like, that is a huge violation of what goes on, and he was all gung-ho. She was, the wife was ready to go, get the fuck out of my house, we're not but talking she about She said this. the magic word, legacy. Mm-hmm. Well, even then, the wife still wasn't on there. And you're right, the, that legacy goes towards the man. The men mm-hmm. always feel towards their, I need to leave a legacy, I need to do this. So there's a subtlety to the way they're doing these and things and handling things that, to me, is different than what we've seen in other shows. I've because never that seen is that, anything like this handled like this, ever. Right. Because, again, it's like that subtlety there of having, because in other shows we had it, so both the man and the woman were both like, the husband and the wife were both all overjoyed, oh, I have, or both were the freak out here. The idea that it, the wife was like, get the fuck out. Fuck out of my house. And the husband was like, no, let's hear her out. And you're just like, that is the wrong Unique play there. For television. Like, like I want to see, I want to follow that family for after a year. Like, they're divorced. Ooh, I want to see what that baby looked like. <laughs> well, they're divorced and the baby's already melted into like a puddle of whatever. Goo? Yeah. No, but I, I actually do believe, I know, I actually do believe the baby probably honestly, is real. Honestly, watching that scene, it probably felt far more authentic than the way that they usually play it mm-hmm. because they like to play into the biological clock ticking in the mother, mm-hmm. you know, yep. uh, the, the, the maternal imperative that people seem to think exists that doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So I thought, I thought this was a more honest and authentic depiction of how something like this would probably go down. Well, it goes, she but, came in it, it, and she laid it out. You know, well, this goes, dies yeah. with you. Well, this you goes, know, it's it, been well, in your family forever. Yeah, well, this goes, this goes to something that you said before. It's the conversations that we see in real life put in the backdrop of Watchmen because this is how it goes in real life with, you know, um, you know, men and women and, and women feeling that their husband pressured them into having kids or we've heard these kind of things before and they're not talked about as much. And here you see it happening in the backdrop of lady true with a trillion dollars coming in and wanting their property because he knew that in 30 seconds, something was going to, that she wanted to own was going to land in, on their, in land. on their land. Right. So yeah, it's just, oof. and again, but, yeah. But it's still, it's also, uh, I mean, you know, we kind of jumped into all the existential elements and all the different threads and the mystery and how it ties in. This is also still just really good fucking TV. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you've got murder, you've got mystery, you've got great ensemble moments, you've got one-on-one moments, you've got great costuming, amazing production design and location selection uh, that, like, the iconography that they're using and and that doesn't even get into the easter eggs and the stuff like the titles you know she was killed by space junk you know yeah or if you don't like my story and that comes from things fall apart and then they circle back around and cal's actually reading the book later and you know the martial feats of the comanche horsemen like the george catlin painting which they then show is in where jimmy is 
in his alternate universe, the way that they worked in the interdimensional stuff without making it overt. And like, they just kind of drop all these little seeds from the squids. And then the, the big speech, when you get to the point of being a catapult and you finally realize where he mm-hmm. is and what happened and that it's not voluntary that he's disappeared from the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just good TV. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, so I, 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 I'm glad it's got sustained interest. It didn't like, you know, this is a really terrible and crass way to say it. It didn't shoot his wad in the first episode, but, um, yeah. I'm a terrible person, Chris. How do you deal with me? I am so crap. But, <laughs> but like, you know, sometimes like, I'm like, did you ever watch? Hell, I can't even remember. It pissed me off so much now. I can't remember the name. Of it. But, you know, some shows will come out and they come out super strong. And OK, fine. Like GOT. Like Game of Thrones mm-hmm. was amazing, like almost mm-hmm. lockstep perfect for everything that you needed through the first season. And then you find out at the end, the culmination of all of this was happy accidents and great casting. I don't feel like that's what's happening with Watchmen. Do you? No, no, absolutely not. Um, no, like they're, and I, I, again, I know it's on an episode. I'm not sure if they, if, are they planning on more if this does well, or this supposed to be like a one and done with the. I- don't know they've been yeah. really close to the vest yeah. about what the actual plan is i would assume given the market and the budget they put behind it they're at least planning possibly another season because yeah. it doesn't look like they're rushing to resolve well and that's my and that's my thing about it i feel like they're building a world here that could that could go on beyond it and again i, I feel like again i i think my, my close comparison is to something like dr sleep where it's like it's not it, it, the the best part to me about Doctor Sleep were when it was building the world around uh that extended the shining and the worst part when they went into so heavy handed into the to tying everything in towards the end. Um and I guess yeah. there's all the stuff in there, but like this is not doing that. Like it gives you enough of you know, between Vite and 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 stuff like, you know, uh like the f- phone calls to Doctor Manhattan. Right? Like that kind of stuff, and then just having ha- again. There's another another piece of that we talked about before, where uh, Petey gives Lori's uh, history. Um, Lori does the same thing when she's talking to Doctor Manhattan when she's telling her joke, the joke about yep. about about God sending people to hell. She gives you the story of of some of the main characters of the three the three opposing uh, characters in in. Um, in, in Watchmen, and their point of view on certain things, and, mm-hmm. and and points that out there. So like, there's there are different ways that they're showing you and kind of relaying some of the information you have. And again, I can't stress enough how like that joke was so good. Like the joke worked out when she fucked up the joke the first time, and then you came back in, and it, and it's God talking to the little girl who's like, "I'm the one that threw the brick," and I'm like, "This that was that was a good one. That was the way they set that one up." It, but again, it goes to the, the long, the long haul nature of it. They set that joke up at the beginning, and you don't get the punchline until the end, you know. And like you just got to sit through it all. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. It's just I've really, really enjoyed that shit. <laughs> 
Oh, it was perfectly well done. And I, I was fascinated. I was like, where is this going? Mm-hmm. But I also don't kind of care. I just want to, you know, because it kept jumping back between her and what was happening in the scene. Exactly. And then they jumped back to her. But you would still hear her talking some. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what What does this have to do with, with anything? anything? And then, and then, then it got yeah. to the end, I was like, man, this broad guy. Yeah, that was, I was like, that is pretty fucking good. Not bad, you know? And then we, we again, and then some of the stuff we get in episode four, like I feel like five and six, we're really going to hit the, the ground running. We're going to get a lot of, a lot of stuff started, started picking up because we'll be past the halfway point of the season. And that's when things to really start to kind of drop in there. And we're going to start connecting pieces. Cause again, we have all these threads here. Just again, the fact that everything kind of leads back around to everybody, huh? Everybody was in Vietnam. Everybody has some kind of tie back to Vietnam. We know. We're clearly dealing with clones. The fact that when Lady True was later asked Lady True was like, Why do you have Andrew why do you have Vite? Why do you have a statue of Vite and he's so so young? Like, or so old. Or, or so old. And he was like, because clearly she she knows where he's at and what he's doing, what's going on with him. Like, there's all these pieces that seem like they are unconnected or disconnected, but they clearly are connected, you know? Now I'm fascinated to know who the letters are back and forth between. Which ones? letters that he has uh oh yeah 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 uh, yeah. yeah the the game with the game master or, or the uh mm-hmm. the, yeah, yeah whoever whoever yeah that, that whole thing is <sighs> that that has a whole new level of nuance and at first i thought he was just crazy or he you know he's oh, he, trying to crazy like, what's the university or right. well Cra- okay crazy's crazy. relative when we're talking about fight yeah no. i mean crazier so but I, I thought it was a specific kind of crazy he was going with particular to that. I was like, oh, that's a weird hallucination manifestation. And, mm-hmm. you know, he spilled the whole thing around it. But yeah, so I, I mean, that that's a whole, they're just now even beginning to give us those layers and like, can't, and, and, and like Angela Abar and her family tree is, and th- like there's the dual story going on there, her, you know, the present tense and the current situation, uh, the situation with her, with the police department and how that goes. I like the fact that everything spiders out from Angela, but that the story doesn't depend on just her. Mm-hmm. Like neither the mystery doesn't just depend on her. The action and the movement don't just depend on her and the emotional growth and trajectory of nothing depends on her. But she still is essential and relevant and purposeful all the way through. Because the scene between her and Lady True, when she was like, you know, there was an old proverb. She's like, oh. that old fucking man, he can ask me himself. Oh. I've never heard that Nick. one. It's so beautiful. Nick. Again, the uh, uh, just alone off of the interaction between these three women and the interaction with other people is enough for me to, whatever you're doing, you guys got it. Because mm-hmm, that was, I, I had to go back and rewind because I was, I was, I looked down when I, so I didn't see Lady True's initial response. But then when I saw, but I was able to read Angela's resp- uh, uh, response. So I, I didn't read the original initial question from, um, uh, 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 from Lady True because I heard her say, oh, probably, I'm like, oh, I don't give a fuck about that. And I looked down and then when I saw what, um, Angela said back, I was like, wait, what the fuck did I miss? And I rewound it and I was like, hmm. And also, we're going to find out that uh, Lori also speaks Vietnamese and understood everything they were saying. Because why not? You know, you know she does. Yeah, because again, it was Didn't just, she go? Yeah, she. Cause, I mean, she was with the original group. They all mm-hmm. went to Vietnam. Well, she didn't. No, no, she didn't. 
Oh, but wait, no, she didn't. That's she right. didn't, but I bet but she, I she bet knows. She still speaks Vietnamese. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying because because she didn't say anything, and it's just the way she hand the way she handles knowing and for more information, let other people think that she doesn't know is is what they both do, right? That's why I like Angela and Lori so much. They both know more than they let other people know they know, right? And so watching them both try to one up each other that way, subtly yeah. and professionally. It's great because, again, it's not pitting two women against each other using their friend. No, it's just pitting two A-list personality, you know, A-type personalities who uh, want to have control and like pushing, like it when they're in control and, and keeping other people off balance and never showing them, never showing their entire hand until they have more information. That's what they're both doing. They're both, both of them are building a case, you know? Both of them are building a case, and I love the one when Cal kind of came in between and was like, I think she can probably help you, Angela. Maybe she'll let her in. She can, she's probably on your side, and, and knowing that Angela was going to say no, like, I love the fact that she came in, she was like, he, she was like, uh, you, I can't remember what she said before, and he was like, she was like, I'm trying to pick a fight with you. He's like, yeah, I know. He's like, yeah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yes, like, I mean, can we talk about healthy relationships? Right. <laughs> That's a healthy relationship right there. That's a hell of a healthy relationship. She's like, I'm aware of what you're trying to do. I'm not doing this with you, man. Right, right. Or when she's like, yeah, she, she dies in the end. I was like, look, as a bookworm, I was like, why would you do that? Yeah. Especially for things fall apart. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, he was like, I was like, he was like, he was like, huh, that's a, well, that's a, that's a thanks thing. Thanks for the information. Yeah, thanks for the information. She's like, so you're not going to react to that, huh? You're not. You can just, you can just see that that bothered her even more. <laughs> but for the way that they know each other, like she knows typically under different circumstances, if he didn't know why she came in the house mad, which mm-hmm. obviously he probably clued into really quickly, she why she was mad. But she didn't even give him a chance to tell her that that broad had been to their house. Mm-hmm. Right. But also, but also, I like the fact that they kind of again after she kind of got that out and he, she realized that she wasn't going to be able to, to push him. She was like, yeah, I know you're lying for me and you don't like lying. So she yeah. also kind of saw that side of it too. It was like, yeah, I am asking you to do something that you don't want to do. Oh yeah. Right by here. the way, I recognize and acknowledge that I came in to pick a fight with you, but she was already mad at me. Right. You know, and it's like, again, like you said, healthy relationship. Other thing we don't see between two dark skinned black, black people. Yeah. Two dark skinned black people. Huh? Go figure. How about that? Yeah, they always want to have her. I mean, she hasn't rolled her neck once in a way that has not been authentic. And yeah. that is the thing that I love mm-hmm. about Regina King's come up. As she has come up and taken these characters, she has added a layer of authenticity and genuineness to what could otherwise be cooker cutter, basic, you know, stereotypical roles of how they perceive dark skinned black women. Mm-hmm. That she's changing the game for what should be expected of all female actresses but particularly actresses of color taking on these roles that can otherwise be problematic listen detective lydia adams is always gonna you know always been down forever yeah and damn forever i'm just saying just, yay man i saying. love southland I'm sorry, that southland. show gave so many people a reboot yo southland for was who fucking, perceived to be if you listen to this and you get you've never seen southland go find it and, and watch it southland is great I know a lot of people don't like cop shows, but trust me, it's worth it. People, it's no, so worth no. It. Here's the thing: people say that shit. People like cop. If people didn't like cop shows, cop shows wouldn't be nothing but all this on TV. Law so, and Order would have died a long right. time. Yeah, would. And I and I will say this too because I know a lot of people when it when it first was coming out, who were worried about the oh maybe it's pro cop. It's like if you're watching this and you think the cops come out on top of any of this stuff, hmm, 
or not watching it right. Right. I mean, even when, even when, 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 um, when, when, um, Angela calls in, it's like, hey, did you, did you get that, a dispatch, did you get that, uh, silent alarm at the Heritage Foundation? Like, we didn't get one. Well, if you get one, uh, I'm just checking it out because I see a broken glass. It's just me walking around. I'm like, this, also, you like, corrupt. Way to be. Right, you corrupt sons of bitches. Like, what are you, what are you guys doing? And like, then, you're going to be dirty, cross out, but if you're going to be, like, you're going to do anything outside the color, cross your eyes, dot your T's. Right. But that's the thing that, like, I mean, come on. It's like, but like, carrying it back over to like talking about a show between the way that they're showing the cops here and the way they show the cops on Southland. Right. I personally don't think that they would be able to do a lot of the stuff the way they're showing the cops and Watchmen had Southland not existed. Oh, absolutely. Um, because, I mean, just Thomas Seahouse character alone from Southland mm-hmm. and, the, and the trajectory that they gave, that was probably the realest look of a, a cop that was decompensating while on the job. <laughs> oh, we got actually five seasons of, South, of, of Southland. Southland went for five seasons. That's right. We, oh, man. It that, didn't even start to fall apart until, at least from my opinion, for where they were doing with the characters to season four. Yeah, exactly. So they, you, yeah. But like, but, but again, I really don't think that they would be able to do like, okay, the lawyer in me is completely delighted with the way that they're showing what's happening with how the law is being reapplied to situations like vigilantism, Mm -hmm. uh, forcing the police into a position to where their job is to protect and serve and not to subdue and oppress or sub- and what happens when the rules are changed to where they're allowed to subdue and subject subjugate? Mm, yeah. uh, like when she walks up and says, "Sir, do you feel that your civil Yo. rights are being violated?" She's like, "Wait, I don't care. I'm just kidding." Yo, I I you know? was literally about to bring that 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 scene because I was like, I literally put in my nose was like, "God, Lori Blake is an asshole." Like that was such an but asshole. But she's, she's really an asshole. <laughs> it was such an asshole move. It's like, do you feel like your sir? Do you feel like your rights are being violated? Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't really care. Just keep just kidding. Where's Mirrorface? I mean, but looking you, glass. Looking, but then you see, yeah. But then you see, you see how the cops again. The cops basically had a again, just like happens in real life. They have a black site where they're literally torturing these people. And then when they had the one dude was like, "Yo, he's clean. You go and send him back." Like, so dude got brought in, tortured, and he had all this stuff going on. And then it turned out he was. Nothing. He was. He was innocent. Like, and I love. I, I'm not gonna lie. I think it also makes people feel some kind of way when you see these cops are bad, but they're doing it to also people that are racist and are bad people. So I'm conflicted in how I feel. But I'm like that's. I I know some people don't like that, but I like TVs and movies that make you feel conflicted like that. Like mm-hmm. that's a good thing because that that's that's, that's life with a psychological evaluation to see what your um. Right. latent tendencies and right. bias maybe and right. that gets taken into consideration for how they deal with you going forward yeah and, and, and i'm like i like feeling conflicted about that because you're like that's a wrong thing but it's being like right now is being applied to racist people so i don't care but again we know because none of us trust that fucking senator you know who's trying to who's clearly trying to like i'm basically gonna call him uh paul uh uh, uh um pete uh Buttigieg. Buttigieg or whatever his fucking name yeah, he's is. Our, he, he's he's P- our Buttigieg. Yeah, he's, he's, he's PDP. PDP. He's Buttigieg. He's, he's PDP. He even kind of looked like him the he way even, they got him. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Only um, taller and more so, attractive so, and capable of wearing a tailored suit and jacket. <laughs> but like he is like, you see where that's going. You're like, right now it's applying to this. But what ha-? again, the whole idea of Watchmen, who watches the Watchmen, when you give them all of this uh, 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 mm-hmm. leeway, 
what do they do? You know, what happens then? And what are the events like? Again, remember the first event we get here is this idea of the cop having to call in uh, for um, to have his weapon released, and then he gets justify killed. Escalation. And it justifies the escalation. And then when he gets killed, now they've they've had the they've allowed the cops to kind of go wild since that happened. And again, it was a white racist white dude killing a black cop. And so now well, remember, you kind of right. He actually technically hadn't done anything but other mm, than be sketchy and that's the thing right it's like so so there's this there's this there's this nuance to where you're like i i'm conflicted because kind of everyone was wrong here you know and it's like and nobody wants to kind of have that scenario and are people still conflicted or are they just angry that panda made him justify getting his gun yeah reverse the scenario black guy playing loud mm-hmm. music that's hip-hop. You know, he's not listening to Tony Danza's greatest hits of covers of, you know, Cuomo or some shit. And he gets there, and it's clear that he put something down that probably was alcohol right before the cop comes up. But the first thing the cop has to do is make him opt in to the recording mm-hmm. of the stop. Mm-hmm. If cops actually had to do that, how would that change the scenario? Yep. You know, and then the fact that the guy was squirrely and he thinks he saw something in his car mm-hmm. that puts him in danger. And now he wants to escalate the situation and he goes back to his car and calls it in. But remember, he wanted to talk to anybody else who did the protocol except Panda. The guy who actually makes you go through and answer the questions on the record before he re- buzzes your gun release. Mm-hmm. Now, some people, the first time I watched, they're like, "Well, this is Panda's fault if he had just given him his gun." You know, that other guy wouldn't have time. He wasn't justified. To... He wasn't justified to even stop him. Right. It was. A, but I'm like, the stop was yeah. unjustified. Mm-hmm. If he hadn't opened his glove box and he thought he saw a Rorschach mask, mm-hmm. you know, he had no probable cause. For a the st- well, you know he we- he weaved a little, so he had probable cause for the stop, but he didn't have probable cause for a search. Mm-hmm. He didn't have secondary cause to look. You can't. I'm like just because it's an uncovered trunk bed, as long as he's got the product in it covered, it's the same as if his trunk is locked. Mm-hmm. So me, the lawyer and me sitting here watching this, I was like, that's what your Fourth Amendment rights are supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. That's what cops are supposed to do before they're allowed to escalate. And I absolutely loved that they started all this off with a questionable stop that turned into a stop that had justification for him to want to do further investigation, but didn't justify an escalation, the escalation he wanted. Mm -hmm. But because he tried to escalate it to violence and he was actually dealing with someone who was capable of violence, Mm -hmm. they preempted and killed him. Mm -hmm. When the scenario is usually reverse, and the person in the car gets preemptively killed. Mm. And then it usually turns out that the escalation of violence was unwarranted. So I love the way they played it. And I also love the way that they capitalized on from there to take them to Article 4 and yep. what that actually meant. And the irony of it being Article 4. And y'all, y'all go look, look up your constitutional rights, yo. And like all of the things that they did there and the way that they, and I was like, this is perfect. You just watch these people wearing Rorschach masks do some mad-ass, like, cult speak, and then they wrap it right around, and you watch the cops do the same damn 
thing. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that this is a pilot program from this senator that you look at his face and you should know good and damn well to look for the pod from which he came. <laughs> mm-hmm. You trying to tell me you wouldn't look and see if he had like one of them little insertion spot in the back of his neck or somebody grew him in a pod. He evil. I mean, we also know that people are being grown in pods of the there's that too so. see that's a whole nother level of irony so, that i had just see, listened to you i mean people i mean people are actually people are literally being grown in pods here and easy baked so oven, did they so. is he re, is, did he did, 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 was he born from his you know foul ass daddy's dna or did they actually just grow him and he's a reincarnation you know mm. stay tuned for stay, episode yeah, five stay, stay but tuned, so. yeah that's what i love about the show you've got all these different things and i know it makes people uncomfortable with the they but the Watchmen universe is the perfect place to play all of these things out because the whole thing is all of this yeah. was created in the original world by Alan Moore. And, and well, why can't I remember his co-writer's name? And it makes me feel like really terrible. Oh, who was it? Hold on. It was the one who isn't unreasonable, which is why none of us remember his name. Yeah, you're right. Uh, God damn it. David Gibbons. They, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this is fantastic. And also you remember like, there weren't a lot of heroes in the first Watchmen anyway itself. Nobody was. They're really... all anti heroes. Yeah, everybody's, no hero everybody's kind of anti hero. saying he's not a hero. Yeah, they're all not here. Again, remember Lori's little joke. Well, not even joke, but yeah, her Lori's, Lori's joke to Dr. Manhattan is basically kind of laying out that there weren't. Uh, they all went to hell because heroes mm-hmm. go to hell. Like, because they all, you know, Rorschach wasn't a hero. You know, and, no. then, and then and and then Laurie and, and Night Owl and the rest of them kind of let and Doctor Manhattan they all kind of let you know Vite get away with what he did. Like they're no they all let themselves be used, right? All of them let themselves be used. All of them kind of went into this. There are no nobody watches the Watchmen, and you see what happened when nobody watches the Watchmen. Not cults where say I on like what's the one the whole sex cult with that one dude with the famous girl who was on TV who just went to jail for recruiting people for him oh, yeah, sex yeah, cult. Yeah, yeah 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 the one from Smallville yeah yeah the Smallville girl who was involved in that cult every last one of them when they were allocuting when they pled guilty said I honestly believe you know that the ends justified the means that I was doing things to protect us because what we were doing was good uh, I feel I can grow from this experience because of the lessons I learned from him were not all toxic like these people are still talking in ways that justified them contravening the law turning people into slaves mm-hmm it's all the same thing. It's like, so no, vigilantism is a symptom of a greater problem, but you still also have to remember that these people have decided that their solution is extra martial. It's outside the law. It's mm-hmm. outside of the agreement that we as a society have made. They no longer believe, believe that they're bound by the laws of society. And let's remember who the hell else talks like that. Well, again, we'll end on this one. And Lori brings it up. She was like, yeah, master criminals, you know, whether you're a vigilante or a cop, it's all the same to me. What are you trying to hide? What are you trying to like again? And even granted, she's coming from a point, a place of kind of almost bitterness and where she came from. So it's like everybody in here is. Yeah. So like I said, I, I feel like. I feel like there's definitely some some parts where people were kind of feeling some kind of way because they came into this thing in that one thing about, especially particularly Angela's character, like she hasn't made the hero turn fast enough for them on this. But I'm like, yeah, if you knew anything about Watchmen, you kind of know that everybody's everybody's kind of dirty, right? But Angela's super good. 
Huh? She's still trying to seek answers. She only keeps the minimum ass beatings to a minimum. She waits till somebody at least it's... verifies her hunches before she punch you in your face. Right. It's it. I mean, yeah. So... She's still going through official channels. <laughs> sort of. Oh yeah, official channels. Calling calling a break in before it happened, or being the one to do the break. Like it again. Or your I, I, car getting carried off into the sky and, you know, remembering to point that shit so, stolen. So if it shows back up, you can't be held responsible for anybody fines in it. I mean, come on. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So. But let's be real. That's regular cop shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I hate. I mean, yeah. you, you, you can take that statement for however yeah. you want. That's regular cop shit. Yeah. It, no, it is. It is. It is. So. And let's be real. These cops at least know the rule they're breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm good. You got anything else you want to say about this? No, man. I'm gonna keep watching. I can't wait till we come back and talk some more. I really like it. I think people should. I agree with you, Shaco. Read the original comic because there's so many Easter eggs in here. We didn't spoil any of them for you. There's all. I mean, this is a show that you can watch and find something new in every single time. So I'm down. And I hope they do do more than one season because I'm in. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of uh homages and stuff that they're doing as they go through these episodes as well. Like I said, I mean, even just the, the one of. Of Lori again, that, that was the one that I just kind of thought of myself of after I saw. I think it was episode three of her keeping an owl in a, in a cage when you know we know where Night Owl is. It's like it's that 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 whole piece there is just fantastic. Like so, that's yeah. kind of stuff is all over the place. So um, this shit is better than Leftovers, and I I couldn't stop watching that. Mm-hmm. Bravo so, HBO. So. All right, well they guess and again, Bravo for being the damn king. Oh yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely. So. Um, all right, folks, we'll be back after episode six to talk about that. And, um, yeah, stay tuned. Like uh, by the time you guys hear this, you'll probably, this will probably come out on Sunday. So yeah, you'll watch the episode five that evening. So again, thank you guys very much for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Super Tuesday recap. Uh, I think flash and error are back this week. So deep and I, uh, the review for that won't be coming out until, uh, a little bit later because, uh, we got so many movies sir, to screen this week. So don't remind me. We're limited to the end of 2019 because it's just been a lot. Um, yeah, so stay tuned. Thank you guys very much for listening. And uh, until next time, we're out of here. Peace. Peace.